0: welcome to Apartment 29A. I'm Shosh. And I'm Megan. And we're two best friends who have a lot to say. This week we are going
1: to drink BioDetox Hibiscus Tea by The Elephant Company while we talk about a bunch of books. So we have not, well no, I shouldn't say that. It isn't that we haven't talked about books because we have talked about books, but Shosh and I have just read a lot of books and we put them on a list and then we choose the books that we want the book we're going to talk about each week and there was a short period of time where we were like "Uh, okay we have to finish a book really quick because we don't have anything to talk about and then it was like the holidays happened and I'm not really sure exactly what happened but now we have a list of like 40 books and we're starting to forget details so we're going to talk about a handful of books because of series this week while we drink our tea. Yeah, we are. Yep. So what do you think about this bio
0: detox hibiscus tea? I actually really like it. And this is gonna sound super weird, but this tea reminds me of fresh cut grass. And I say that in a really good way, not in a gross I'm drinking grass kind of way. I really like the smell of fresh cut grass and it has a very mild scent, but you do get like a hint of it, but I didn't expect it when I started drinking it, but that is honestly what it reminds me of, but I really like it.
1: Same. And I, like, I really like hibiscus, but it can be, hibiscus can become overwhelming for me. And this one's nice. It's kind of like a hibiscus, not aftertaste, but towards the end of the flavor
0: profile. I can't actually tell you past hibiscus what's in this tea. Mm -mm. I got this tea when I was in Paris and (laughs) I just went to the grocery store and picked one out that looked cool but it's all in French. So (laughs) unless we break out some Google translator here, um, I I don't know other than hibiscus what's in it.
1: Where's the tilde when we need her? (laughs) I know, right?
0: I think one of the words I actually guessed was berry. And then I realized that there is a picture of a berry on the back of the box. So I think it's possible there's some kind of berry in here as well, but that is definitely a guess. So unfortunately I do not know a lot of French. Yeah, and I'm just trying
1: to figure out what berry it could be. I don't know blackberry. Oh, based on the picture, I was going based Black on the flavor. Blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely looks like a blackberry. Hmm,
0: maybe. I mean, I don't pick out that flavor. But yeah, that's what I was trying to do. I think <laughs> I think perhaps one of one of the ingredients is a berry. Yeah, it's good though. I do I really also enjoy what the detox
1: properties are particularly because it's always supposed to be like 200 it's like a very small tea bag and a very small amount of water so it's like a shot of tea
0: <laughs> yeah we we broke the rules I was like okay I guess I'll measure it out since it specifically told me how much and then I was like but this isn't even a cup of water it's like that's not enough I'm just pouring in a bunch and then I double steeped so instead of four minutes, I tried to leave it more like eight minutes. Same. It worked out well. I was worried yeah. because it was such a, supposed to be such a small volume of water that it was going to be really weak, but it's not.
1: Mm-mm. Did you add sugar?
0: Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I always add sugar. I mean... To be fair, I could have tried it without and then (laughs) added the sugar, but I just know myself and (laughs) the chances that I was going to want sugar were extremely high. So I just added some to start. It's kind of just my my baseline. (laughs) Perfect.
1: Silly me. Why would I ask?
0: Fresh cut grass in a cup. Yep. That sounds weird, but it's actually really good. Mm Mm-hmm. That is literally what it makes me think of. Yeah, so. me too. Don't be afraid. Mm-mm. If you can get I'm your second. hands on some of it, try it. Fresh cut grass in a cup.
1: Yep. It's like summer in a cup. Yes. Mm. All right. Well, the first book we're going to talk about today is called A Shadow in the Ember. It is by Jennifer L. Armantrout. I'll go ahead and read the... Uh, Goodreads description it says: "Born shrouded in the veil of the Primals, a maiden as the fates promised, Seraphina Murel's future has never been hers. Chosen before birth to uphold the desperate deal her ancestor struck to save his people, Sarah must leave behind her life and offer herself to the Primal of Death as his consort. However, Sarah's real destiny is the most closely guarded secret in all of Lasania." She's not the well-protected maiden, but an assassin with one mission, one target. Make the primal of death fall in love, become his weakness, and then end him. If she fails, she dooms her kingdom to a slow demise at the hands of the Rot. Sarah has always known what she is. Chosen, consort, assassin, weapon. A specter never fully formed yet drenched in blood. A monster until him until the primal of death's unexpected words and deeds chase away the darkness gathering inside her and his seductive touch ignites a passion a passion she's never allowed herself to feel and cannot feel for him but sarah has never had a choice either way her life is forfeit it always has been and she has been forever touched by life and death so this book is it's its own series but it is connected to another series that Jennifer L. Armentrout has written that starts with Blood and Ash.
0: Yeah, so we've talked about the From Blood and Ash already on the podcast. Yeah. And this one is Flesh and Fire. I mm-hmm. don't know how many, I'm who knows? I would guess a trilogy, but considering that the From Blood and Ash was supposed to be a trilogy and now it's gonna be six, I have right. no idea.
1: Yeah. Goodreads just says that the second book is untitled,
0: but coming this fall. This This is a prequel to the From Blood and Ash series. So this is supposed to be sort of laying the background sort of groundwork for the stories we've already discussed.
1: Yes. And if you remember, or we can refresh your memory, we love the From Blood and Ash first two books. And then we were kind of disappointed that the third book the wasn't third in fact one. a conclusion. <laughs> there, And that's a little strange because Shosh and I both really tend to be like, we want more, but we we're not maybe ready well, for that. <laughs> here's
0: the thing that was weird. From Blood and Ash was great. We were so excited for the second one. That one, I believe, isn't that one Flesh and Fire, actually? Let me look that up. A kingdom of flesh and fire yeah. so then a kingdom of flesh and fire was maybe even better than from blood and ash which that doesn't always happen usually you know a sequel has a lot to live up to so they're usually you know not as good or the same but it was maybe even better mm-hmm. so then we were so excited for the third one which is the crown of gilded bones and then we were reading it and we're like nothing is happening why aren't all these things wrapping up why are this we introducing to be a, new characters <laughs> this is a trilogy what's going on and then we found out that it's going to be six books so we were pretty disappointed with the crown of gilded bones it's like just nothing happened really it was kind of like a filler book i mean there were a few cool things and tidbits but just like as a whole it was a little disappointing and then I personally was hoping that that was mostly just because it turned into six books so I was like okay she out of nowhere had to change her whole plan she needed to get this book out you know what I mean it'll it'll get better but then she went to this prequel and supposedly you really should read this book before you move on to the next one that's coming. So the next one in the Blood and Ash series will be the War of Two Queens. And that's coming out pretty soon, I think. So we're like, okay, we we liked the other books. We will definitely, oh, March 15th, it's coming out March 15th, so soon. And so we were like, okay, we definitely need to read this so that we're ready for the War of Two Queens. And then we read it. And she didn't redeem herself like I was hoping that she would. The thing is, the writing wasn't bad, from what I can remember. This is the problem with us having these books sit on the list. But the writing wasn't bad. The story wasn't even actually bad. But the problem was, it was the exact same story as Blood and Ash, just with different characters. Like, 100%. So if I had never read Blood and Ash, I probably would have thought it was really excellent. But... It was like the same thing, the whole yeah, book, like
1: so much so that it was like, yeah, the same. There are different characters in name only, like, like, oh, okay, so the like, here's a here's a girl who's the maiden who's being sheltered who d- hasn't been told everything. All right, it well, was in secretly one book taught calls, to fight, and yes, so in and like named questions. Sarah, In another book her name is something different, like Poppy, right? Like. Okay. Just because, and every, it, it makes you feel like every girl who's in that, who would be in that situation, which granted wouldn't be that many, but go with me here. Like somehow every, every woman in this situation is going to be the exact same person. Like their personalities are going to be identical. And you're like, mm, I,
0: don't I don't know. It was so weird. Cause I felt like she was really trying to draw parallels between them as if, you know, Poppy in the current one is sort of like this rebirth of this i mean i guess we don't really know where sarah's going but i'm going to guess she will be a you know well-known queen that's going to like rise to power and be all you know badass and amazing or whatever that's my guess so i think the idea is you're like sort of getting like parallels you're going to like resurrect poppy into this sort of same role get all this other background information kind of like the new ones are mirroring the old ones but it just went too far it wasn't like they had some similar traits or were somehow just descendants <laughs> right. or whatever it was like literally the exact same book with different names and places
1: yeah and a lot of so, them are the
0: same places <laughs> yeah some of it for sure like all right again there were some little tidbits here and there that were new or were an expansion from the other stuff that was cool but just as a whole it felt like the same story so I couldn't ever really love it or get into it because I was like I've read this I've read this we've already read this book right and we know what's gonna happen so unfortunately it was a little disappointing i still want to read a war of two queens i'm oh, yeah. very invested already in all of these books and again i'm still hoping for some redemption because the first two books were so good. Oh, good but it's hard to know and like i was looking at goodreads the ratings for shadow and the ember are through the roof Yeah, everybody it. loves it like it's mostly it's like 60 percent five stars
1: <laughs> and then you I and me who gave it
0: 3. <laughs> I know. And then us that gave it 3. But I kind of feel like honestly it's one of those things where you really like an author or a series and it's almost like they just can't do wrong. So it's like you don't actually critically evaluate the book. You're just so excited because it's something in that sort of you know world that you love and I kind of feel like this is one of those. Like you know everyone loves Blood and Ash. And this is in that world. And everyone, you know, Jennifer L. Armentrout has a pretty big following. So I feel like the combination of those have just led people to be like, this is a good book. When really you're like, it's not that it's a bad book. It's just the same book.
1: Right. It was really quick for her to write because she's written it before. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I actually felt like she could gloss like she did gloss over character traits and gloss over character development because she knew that majority of her readers will have already read the from blood and ash and so she didn't have to do that character development so it's also somewhat lazy
0: (laughs) sorry I can't really argue against that. It's sort of true. And I think if I hadn't read the other ones, I might've picked up on that more and it might've actually bothered me a bit, but because I felt like I was just already knew all most of the characters and knew what was going to happen. And, you know, it can't really bother you because you already feel like you know all of it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, so the third book in The Blood and Ash, what I think frustrated me the most is that we have this, Very intelligent heroine and Poppy, and then in the third book, there are some things that she does, or just like connection she doesn't make, that like I was like, when are you going to make the connection, please? You're supposed to be smart. You've like you've seen some dragons. You've seen this thing. You know these things. Can we just put these together? No, no. We're you're going to leave without figuring that out? Okay. And then, you know, you're like, okay, well, she's going to have to go back because I figured it out the first time she visited the place. So she's going to have to go back to, to figure it out. And you're like, but the whole point of books one and two is that she's so smart and like, <laughs> she's but, just better than that.
0: <laughs> but that's the thing too, in that third book, she, I don't know, she was like leading you. To all of these things so like in general you kind of felt like nothing was happening and the things that did happen it took like felt like it took forever to get there and then they finally got to like the main part where she was leading you the whole time and it was literally felt like it was over in like two seconds and i was like really that that was what we worked for through this whole <laughs> book and then it was just over like that fast so yeah i don't know I, I, she i think she has it in her to give us a really excellent conclusion to the rest of the series but I just don't know if it's actually gonna happen or not because I feel like I don't want to say that she's just capitalizing on the popularity but I feel like it's become I don't know almost too popular mm-hmm. like they're just pushing out lots of stuff because you know they need to do it while they can type thing mm-hmm like yeah i really hope she has enough plot for three more books because i don't see it well that's what i'm worried about because we thought it was supposed to be over in the third one and then we found out there were going to be six so that's the thing does she have enough plot is she changing her original story just to fit in more i'm not i just i'm not sure I'm not yeah. going to give up on it yet. The first two books of Blood and Ash were so good. I'm not going to give up on, on it. And we're invested.
1: Yeah. Oh, but gosh, yeah.
0: I, I want more.
1: Yeah. And I'll probably still end up reading whatever this Flesh and Fire number two ends up being, just out of like principle. But there's a part of me that's like, I wonder if I'd be happier if I didn't.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's kind of hard because I actually did like the characters and I did like the story because I liked them the first time that we read them, but it just nags at you, or at least it did at me the whole time, because even though it wasn't a bad story, I was just like, it's the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. You might be right. We might be better off not reading them, but I'm sure I will read them as well. I feel like, I mean, you have to, like I said, we're, we're invested.
1: Yep. So. All right. Anything else before we move on to the next book? Only
0: that I really like the covers to all of these books. Mm-hmm. They have like really nice color schemes and they're really well done. I really, some of them I like more than others, but just like as a whole and especially together, like it's a really nice cover collection, which doesn't really affect how the books are, but
1: yeah there's a reason why they say don't judge a book by its cover and that's because so many of us do
0: <laughs> right right but sometimes you can pick up a book just because of the cover so it's not okay. always negative right
1: for sure but that can also be a letdown <laughs>
0: true very true <laughs>
1: So the next series of books we're gonna talk about is uh, The Beautiful by Renée Adier. Shosh actually introduced this series to me. I think she found the series through the narrator. Is that am I remembering that correctly?
0: I can't remember, but it's possible because I definitely liked this narrator and had read something else that she had narrated. So it's Lauren Ezzo, is the narrator. Mm-hmm
1: let me go ahead and read um the introduction to the first book so there are three books in this series that have been published and that Shosh and I have read the fourth book comes out later this year that's as far as we can that's all the information we can find it's unclear but we Mm -hmm. think this year yeah (laughs) yeah uh Goodreads has it published past tense 2022, but there's no date, There's so we're, we're a little um, confused as to how that can happen, but Goodreads is ready for it to be published. All right, but here's the first, here's the, the scene and the setting for the first book. In 1872, New Orleans is a city ruled by the dead, but to 17-year-old Celine Rousseau, New Orleans provides her a refuge after she's forced to flee her life as a dressmaker in Paris taken in by the sisters of the Ursuline Co- convent along with six other girls Celine quickly becomes enamored with the vibrant city from the music to the food to the soirées and especially to the danger she soon becomes embroiled in the city's glitzy underworld known as la cour des lions after Catching the eye of the group's leader, the enigmatic Sebastian Saint-Germain, when the body of one of the girls from the convent is found in the lair, Celine battles her attraction to him and suspicions about Sebastian's guilt along with the shame of her own horrible secret. When more bodies are discovered, each crime more gruesome than the last, Celine and New Orleans becomes gripped by the terror of a serial killer on the loose. One Celine is sure has set her in his sights, and who may even be the young man who has stolen her heart. As the murders continue to go unsolved, Celine takes matters into her own hands and soon uncovers something even more shocking. An age old feud from the darkest creatures of the underworld reveals a truth about Celine she always suspected simmered just beneath the surface. At once a sultry romance and a thrilling murder mystery, master storyteller Renee Adé embarks on her most potent fantasy series yet. So what did you think,
0: Shosh? I loved these books. (laughs) I know you liked them and I think as we went along, you liked them even more but I remember when we were reading the first one you originally I think told me that you didn't think it was original enough and I was like what are you talking about because I was like so in it so in it from the beginning and I don't remember if you ended up listening to these or if you ended up reading these I listened I listened to all of them I really like this narrator and she did an excellent job I mean excellent we we you know, read a lot of books and listen to a lot of books. So, you know, there's a difference between just a good narrator and like a great narrator. And she does a a really, really great job. So I would highly recommend,
1: yeah,
0: I would highly recommend um, listening if you like audiobooks, but I was in it from the beginning it's kind of funny that I liked it so much because these are a bit darker than some of the ones that we usually read and for anybody who's been listening to our podcast they know that I like you know happy and love stories (laughs) and you know like I want all the good things to be happening I don't I'm not often drawn to like the really dark stuff And these, I mean, if I remember, it's been a bit since we read them, especially the first book, but I'm pretty sure it starts off right away pretty dark. I think it starts off with like a murder in like the first chapter or something. So like the first thing that happens. So the fact that I got past that, and then also just in general, ended up liking these so much tells you how good they are because it's kind of out of character for me, but I just really like the characters. The story just continues to build. I didn't even know originally there was going to be a fourth one of these either. But in this case, I think she has plenty of stuff to go. So we don't have one of those things where we're not sure if there's enough plot. I think there is a lot here. And it just gets more and more complicated. And there's like more and more things happening as you go. And I have no idea how it's going to work out in the end. I mean, I'm assuming at some point I'll get a happy ending, which is what I want. but. I have no idea. I don't even know if everyone will make it to the end, but I'm really enjoying the ride.
1: If you had just seen my face, guys, I was like, everyone is making it to the end. What do you mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just mean it's like so dark and there's this feud and
1: families oh, yeah, no, that don't right. like each there's other and end. To...
0: <laughs> I mean, they better. Like, all the people I want to be in love better be in love and make it to the end. And all the supporting characters that I like better support them and make it to the end. But I don't know if we'll get there. But that's what I want. I'm the same.
1: (laughs) And you did characterize my reading correctly. Because the first one, again, it is darker. And I thought it was beautifully written. But to me, like I wasn't surprised by... Like the sh- the big reveal at the end, I was like, Yup. Like,
0: <laughs> I feel like that's often a difference for us though, because I never try to figure those things out, and I often don't know what's gonna happen. Like once it happens, I'm like, "Oh, well, that's so obvious," but I don't usually get there. Whereas you often have figured it out way ahead of time. So I I kind of feel like that's just maybe a difference in in you yeah. know how we read. Yeah yeah
1: and then the second book I still really enjoyed but I did it felt had like a Romeo and Juliet-esque piece to it um and then the third book really did focus on some of the not side characters but certainly not our main pairing um but you love
0: them yeah so it
1: focuses (laughs) on essentially the best friends I think I can say that without giving any re- revealing anything and I do I love them and you know they have one of those you know, tropes where you know they have to be together like forces force them together but they, and that's what they want but they have to pretend that they don't want it and they don't even know themselves that they want it and yeah I the third book is probably the lightest of them and I loved it. <laughs>
0: it's so good though the whole thing just keeps building and getting more intricate and that's what I mean I have no idea how any of it is going to resolve it just feels like I don't know they're in the thick of it they're in trouble and I don't know how they're going to get out of it but I'm I don't know I'm really excited for the next book I don't even know if the next one is the last one I have no idea but I'm really excited for it
1: yeah it's the last one according to Goodreads but again all they're saying is published past tense 2022 and it certainly has not been published yet so maybe there's a lot of secrecy here i With maybe maybe this is an author we gotta figure out a way to get her on the podcast so she can help us answer all these questions
0: yeah something so so good though I gave all of them five stars I would guess that you didn't give at least the beginning ones five stars but like I said I was in it from the beginning it did also help that because I listened to it and I really love this narrator I mean I think that added to it as well but I liked the whole experience it was so so good
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely I gave it four four and five
0: that's a pretty big accomplishment actually because to get better on the third book yeah
1: yeah and I I do I do think that I'm I don't want to say odd but I'm in a minority when it comes to I really like those books in the series that are not always about the main characters so like this series I love book three in throne of glass I love the book that's mainly Cole's book And a lot of people are like, I don't like that. It's out of, you know, you can just take it out of the series. And like, no, you can't. It's the best. And I don't know if it's actually the best, but I will definitely.
0: (laughs) It's good though. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that I would say I'm always one that likes the side characters necessarily. But I really have, I think I enjoy them anyways, because I often like books where you get a different book that focuses on different people but you still get the background information that happens a lot when you're reading romance books because you'll get like eight books in a series and each one will have like a different couple that's the focus but it'll be like within the same family or the same friend group so it's like you get a new perspective and a new story but you still get to find out what's happening with all those other characters and I really love that so like I love reading those types of uh, series
1: same although I have so I really love reading those types of series but I always have a hard time jumping into the next book like I have a hard time letting go of the previous couples. Like, oh, oh because if I you like... really like
0: them, you mm-hmm. don't want to move on.
1: Mm-hmm. But not so much in this one. And this one, I was like, stand aside, Celine, bring in <laughs> Pippa, I am fine.
0: <laughs> well, they both have a lot to resolve in Book Four, so I think mm-hmm. I think that we'll get you know some of both in the the oh, finale. Yeah.
1: Well, and I was glad at the end, or towards the end of book three, when, like, everyone is f- kind of, f- like, coming back together. So, it's always good when the whole gang is, if not together, at least knows where they are. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I even think, like, in Lord of the Rings, like, I wouldn't read a book about Samwise. Just saying. Well, nope. he is
0: better than Frodo. Yeah, exactly. No one cares about Frodo sam did all everything exactly. sam saved them <laughs> so true so you know as i say i just really
1: like best friends i guess <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that Nope. i think it's good but i do think well actually goodreads agrees with me the first book is 3.6 on average the second book is 3.7 and the third book is 3.8 so so like goodreads agrees that the third book is better interesting usually people don't agree with me
0: (laughs) well i think if you like a series you know the first book is usually not only the most read because not everybody will finish a series but then so true you know most people like that the best if they like a series (laughs) because it's the one that like gets them into it but yeah there
1: are over five thousand reviews for the first one 1500
0: reviews for the second one and only 356 for <laughs> but honestly that's not even that many reviews for any of them I think this right. these have maybe been flying under the radar a little bit yeah because I haven't seen I mean I've seen them around but I haven't like they really seen them if that makes mm-hmm. sense I think Yeah, I feel
1: like I saw them a lot right when we started reading them because we started reading them i think right before the righteous came out like when so yeah, right the so, third book
0: came out so there's right of so hype. people were yeah exactly that i think i saw it then too but i just don't i guess maybe not that many people have really picked them up yeah I, I mean in general other than when they were hyping the book i haven't really seen or heard that much about it
1: yeah me neither so. any other thoughts on the beautiful series
0: just I really enjoyed it and you have time to start reading and if you read soon you might be able to go straight into book four
1: yes which would be awesome all right so then our final series of books is the shades of magic series by V.E. Schwab and I will read the synopsis here of book one Kel is one of the last Antari, magicians with a rare, coveted ability to travel between parallel Londons, red, gray, white, and once upon a time, black London. Kel was raised in Arnez, Red London, and officially serves the Maresh Empire as an ambassador, traveling between the frequent bloody regime changes in white London and the court of George III in the dullest of Londons, the one without any magic left to see. Unofficially, Kel is a smuggler, servicing people willing to pay for even the smallest glimpses of a world they'll never see. It's a defiant hobby with dangerous consequences, which Kel is now seeing firsthand. After an exchange goes awry, Kel escapes to Grey London and runs into Delilah Bard, a cut purse with lofty aspirations. She first robs him, then saves him from a deadly enemy and finally forces Kel to spirit her to another world for a proper adventure. Now perilous magic is afoot and treachery lurks at every turn to save all of the worlds they'll first need to stay alive. So much fun.
0: What? It's on Kindle Unlimited? I didn't know that. I don't think it was when we started reading it.
1: Yeah. It is right now. So if you have Kindle Unlimited. He, we have the next series for you. The second one's also on Kindle Unlimited. Uh, the third one you'd have to purchase. <laughs> After
0: they rope you in and you That's can't right. stop reading, then you have to spend money. Mm-hmm. Or you can do like I did and get them from the library. Yes, same. So like you said, these books were so much fun. I really enjoyed them I particularly liked the different Londons and how they each had a color and you go between them that just seemed so cool I we obviously like fantasy and magic and different things so this all kind of played into that mm-hmm. and very well written
1: yes So you might recognize the author because we recently spoke about the book, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, and it is the same
0: author. Which that was excellent if you didn't hear that episode. So we would highly recommend that as well. For sure. She's a very, I feel like she's a very in-depth writer. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. these these books, I don't actually know how long they were, but if I had to guess, I would say they were fairly long because I feel like they had like a lot of stuff to them.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. The first one was 400 pages, the second one's 512, and the final one is 624.
0: So I was right, (laughs) Guess what I mean, they, I'm not complaining about the size. It's not like we were reading them and I was like, oh my God, these are so long. I just feel like they had so much to them. And the structure is a little bit interesting because they're like, Split into like lots of parts with like little minis like sort of sub chapters almost mm-hmm. it's, like a, it's like a lot mm-hmm. so that was interesting
1: yeah and they get longer because they also get more complicated right but they're so much fun so I actually read the first one of these for book club back in like let's see if it tells me when yeah, 2018. But I never read the rest of them. I just read the first one because that's all the book club read. And I always wanted to go back and read the next ones. But, you know, something prettier and shinier came around. <laughs> um, and then Shosh was like, I'm reading this. And I think at that point, you were already like over halfway through it. But I was like, that's fine. I'm going to catch up. <laughs> so I reread the first one so that we I could help then I could pick it back up to read the second and third yeah
0: because I think I thought you had read all of them like I thought you had already read it so then I was like oh I'll just read these because I had had them on my list and then you were like I only read the first one it doesn't matter that you're that that far into it I'm gonna get there so it was awesome Mm -hmm. very imaginative Mm imaginative really good characters yes really interesting storyline yeah
1: And it's funny because like Delilah, I was not in love with her in book one. Like she was fine, but I was just like, oh my gosh, you're kind of annoying me. (laughs) (laughs) But then particularly by the third book, I was just like, she's the best. Yes. I was like, she's so uh, dare I say like badass
0: that it's like, (laughs) She never annoyed me, but I definitely think she grew on me. So I was like never annoyed by her, but I was just kind of like, okay, she's just this character that they've given us. I don't really have any strong feelings one way or the other. Like, we'll just see what happens. But by the end of it, I really liked her. And I liked in the description when she said she robs him and then she saves him. And I feel like that really just sums up her character perfectly. (laughs) Yep
1: and their relationship
0: (laughs) yeah I really like the main characters Delilah just has so much character and she's just so like you said she just kind of turns out to be a badass so Mm -hmm. her whole sort of growth and story is really really interesting Kel yeah I just I really liked him I don't know you can't help but like him in a way Mm mm-hmm But he also, it's, his story is interesting too, because it's, I don't know, he's kind of like a loner, but then somehow by the end, there's like this amazing sort of group, I guess, of all these people, which in a way, I guess are all kind of loners, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like really, it's really good. It's like as much kind of about friendship and love and stuff as all of this crazy magic and super crazy storyline that's going on.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And it's so fun because there is so much growth throughout the whole series with all of the characters. But then, even with the magic itself and with the, the parts of the story that are just fantasy parts, like they're just there happens to be these five Londons, five, I think five with the different colors, um, these parallel Londons. And that becomes a bigger and bigger part of the story. But in the beginning, it's just, this is just how it is and so it's fun to see like things that seem fairly innocuous in book one become fairly important by book three in ways that I did not necessarily like I you could see it coming in the sense of if you think about not necessarily this book but just in general when you think about parallel lives or parallel anything just this the physics of the idea of there being multiple universes, the multiverse theory, you can see where you could go with that, but I had no idea of where she was going to go with any of that in this in this series.
0: yeah, I felt like the, she really kind of kept you guessing the whole time I mean again we've already established that I'm not the best at necessarily guessing what's coming, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but I just mean with like the characters like you said even their location and like things that you wouldn't expect to become such a big part or to grow was like everything evolved and like characters you didn't even think were gonna really play a role and then they become very important and just you know you thought Delilah was annoying and then you ended up loving her and it's just like there's so many different places she takes you along the way Mm -hmm. it's just I don't know it keeps you really like invested and interested in wanting to see that evolution
1: mm-hmm. yeah this author seems to be really good at that agreed and at least for me really good at taking me right to the brink where I was like if you continue to do this I'm gonna quit and then she doesn't continue to do it she actually gives you the next thing and you're just like okay
0: But I think she's really good at getting you to like have those emotions and really feel or get attached because she does have a way of writing that is so in-depth and she does sort of take you right to the brink of things like you're saying when you were like I can't even take this anymore she keeps doing this like I have to be finished and it's like she knows that she knows just that line and then because she took you there everything after it is so much better mm-hmm. because she really made you like work for it
1: mm-hmm Yeah, and she's really good at giving characters like a background that really helps inform who they are and give you both sympathy and sometimes the desire to just, you know, take a you know, take a glove and whip them in the face, like
0: (laughs) well, that's true. Her characters, I think part of the reason they're so great is because they're neither perfectly good or bad. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're they feel more real because they do have all of these layers.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Kel really is like a that. good guy, but his job is smuggling. And you're like, mm,
0: maybe that's not the best use of your power. Yeah. Like, and he, well, okay. he starts out like a little bit cold kind of too, I think, cause he's been, you know, like the position he's been put in and his job and things and stuff. And so, you know, you're kind of like, uh, and then you're like, by the end, you're like, Oh, but I love you. You're so great. And it's like, that was a lot of them. As far as I know, there's no more books coming for the series, but she, all of her characters seem to have so much depth and like literally their own individual stories. She could probably write like five more books just telling us the stories that have been hinted at for like the background stories for all of these characters. And they would all be really interesting. Like any one of those in their own right could be you know, a really awesome story. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And she has an interesting way of like weaving characters in that weren't originally in the first book, but they just feel so naturally in the second and then the third books. And you're like, wait a minute. Like, and it's probably because she like left little hints or like little discussions of them in book one as just like, this is my history. I have a history with this person. And then that person like
0: is there so in ways
1: up. that makes sense. And you're like,
0: oh, yeah, it's really good.
1: Yep. Excellent writing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. definitely like super, super like layered and, but the series is complete. So even though there could be more books, it wouldn't like, I don't think it would continue the story. So if you want to read a complete trilogy, look up the Shades of Magic series by V.E. Schwab. She has a new book out. Gallant? Go on. I've been wanting to read it. I don't know anything about it. Oh, it's another fantasy.
0: Oh, it literally just came out March 1st. Yeah.
1: Olivia Pryor has grown up in Maryland's school for girls, and all she has of her past is her mother's journal, which seems to unravel into madness. Then a letter invites Olivia to come home to, go- to Gallant, yet when Olivia arrives, no one is expecting her. But Olivia is not about to leave the first place that feels like home. It doesn't matter if her cousin Matthew is hostile or if she sees half-formed ghouls haunting the hallways. Olivia knows that Gallant is hiding secrets, and she is determined to uncover them. When she crosses a ruined wall at just the right moment, Olivia finds herself in a place that is Gallant, but not. The manor is crumbling, the ghouls are solid, and a mysterious figure rules over all. Now Olivia sees what has unraveled generations of her family and where her father may have come from. Olivia has always wanted to belong somewhere, but she... But will she take her place as a prior, protecting our world against the masters of the house? Or will she take
0: her place beside him? That sounds interesting. I don't know, maybe a little bit dark. I'm not sure if I hadn't already read stuff by this author that I would be so quick to pick it up based on the description but it does sound interesting and because I trust this author I would 100% read it right now so right same we can we can add it to our reading list yes and
1: as as of right now it indicates it's a standalone but we'll see
0: but that's kind of nice sometimes I mean i'm hoping it stays that way (laughs) yeah i mean I, i obviously like series you get a lot more information you can build a bigger story but sometimes it's a lot that's like what happened when we got to that point where we were having trouble having things to discuss because we were reading so many series we're like well we can't talk about them until we finish them but each series has like so many books that we we're like, that's going to take a while. So sometimes it's nice to just have a single book and to get the whole story.
1: Yep. Agreed. Well, you can find us at, on Instagram at apartment29a or you can contact us at our Gmail account apt29a at gmail.com. We'd love to hear if you've read these books or if there are other books you think we should read based on the fact that we have read these books. And uh yeah, check us out. Let us know what you think. We'd love nice to week. hear from you. Yeah. Bye. Bye.